0: Super wild card weekend, the NFL is in the books. Who had the best performance of the week? And also, which team proved that they had no business being in the playoffs? We'll discuss all this and more on this week's edition of the Out of Bounds Podcast. Hey, welcome to episode thirty-two. By the Out of Bounds podcast, as you can see, the victory is not in full effect. Uh, Young Blood, Noah Austin, he's back in school for his last semester. Shout out to our Young Blood, so we hope to have him back very soon. But for right now, just your boys, me, Liddell, the fashionista, managing director here at Truer Culture Magazine, and alongside me this week is the man in the middle, Mister Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins. Also, twenty eight, Mister Twenty Eight, because if you checked out. Um Monday's edition of Tuck Talk, you find out that this man is not the age that he thought he is. He's actually almost an old fart, just like yours, truly. Yeah, so, Dottie, yeah. so, so, Dottie t- tell everybody how you doing, bro, and give a recap in regards to that story, just in case some of our listeners for Isle of balance have not checked out Tuck Talk. And if you have it, a shame when you can talk Talk. It's actually a great show. But Donnie, the floor is yours. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I was
1: signing up for something and I had to put in my birthday, and he automatically made me um, twenty eight, and I had to. I was debating that the whole day and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, it, it, I'm having a good week right now. Things are looking up.
0: Ooh, do so. Got a lot of stuff in the works that I can't actually discuss yet, but uh secret of you know, done. Do but but that's cool though. Make moves inside. Like like Lil Wayne said, real G's move inside is like lasagna. So yeah, keep exactly. Those. Exactly. You don't know where that shit came from. I do <laughs> you know,
1: that's, you know. that's that's literally one of the only uh little Wayne songs that I like, six foot seven. Oh, I
0: thought you were about to say that you know. So no,
1: no like no, I I like a couple of the songs. There's a <coughs> song that did with uh locks. Um I I forgot the name of it. Um but yeah,
0: there's right, let me actually let me ask you this sidebar, sidebar. Basically, ladies and we go freestyle this episode. All right. So um who you think has a better catalog? Lil Wayne or Eminem
1: what what do you mean in terms of a better catalog?
0: Like who has but, more hits or who has better? I mean, it, hits, is kind of su- hits is kind of subjective because basically, like, just all name value alone, you could easily end up on the top of the charts. Right, right. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to go by necessarily that. But so um, I was like, let's say, for instance, there's a versus, Lil yeah. Wayne versus Eminem. Who, which catalog do you think go get the crowd jumping the most, Wayne's or M's?
1: Oh, I'm gonna say Little Wayne, um, obviously, because the hip hop community has something against uh, Eminem. Not sure what it is, but in terms of who would win overall, it would have to be Eminem. His style and his lyricism is just out of this world.
0: I'll disagree on that. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? You guys didn't come here for a debate in regards to like Lil Wayne and Eminem. But if you like a spin-off podcast talking about music, then let us know. We could go in. We, can go we, in. Could, we could definitely go in. So basically what you guys are here for is the sports content. You know, that's what Out of Bounds is all about at its core, even though we could kind of go off every now and then. But it's all for, you know, entertainment purposes. But um, let's get into best and worst from Super Wildcard Weekend. Now, Donnie, I could understand, because I understand, like, when we went to Tuxo, you discussed how excited you was. I basically told you, like, hey, like, the Eagles are in the playoffs, so you should probably be a bit more excited than what you are, but I guess you kind of saw the inevitable, and that's basically, you got to get snatched. What did I say? What has I have been saying this
1: whole NFL season? I'm like, I'm not getting my hopes uh, up then they released the promo. Then I'm like, all right, I'm back in. And it's like I I knew it was headed for disappointment. Like I knew we weren't gonna beat uh, the Bucks. And even if we did beat the Bucs, I knew we weren't gonna beat the Packers. So like like I said, it, it was nice for Jalen Hurts to get that one playoff um game, like in them and stuff like that. But ultimately I I didn't see us going anywhere. Um we weren't even supposed to be going anywhere. So That's true. looking looking on the bright side, we still have three of the uh three first round picks. Um we have a stellar uh wide receiver. Um hopefully we can get some better people, get uh Jalen Regular off the fucking Jalen Regular. Is that a nickname
0: for him? Or you just no. picked up his name? I am pretty sure I, I pronounced his name wrong. I mean that's a that's a, cause he is kind of regular, you know, because just think about it. You guys I could have had um Justin Jefferson. But yeah, that's that's Jalen what everybody's saying. So.
1: And and that's just like the the philosophy of Could've had T out.
0: Higgins, but you drafted Jalen Reggae. That that's just you know
1: Philadelphia. I mean, we also could have had a bunch of players in the NBA and it's just like we just our front office is trash sometimes. Like they get in their own way and like I said, I'm proud of the Eagles for getting where they were. Um, it was nice to see them in the playoffs, see the city come alive. But ultimately, I I knew how it was going to. I mean, everybody knew how it was going to end, so it isn't a big shocker. Um, you go on like the our media or Reddit's and accounts and social media channels. Nobody's really pissed off because everybody expected it. We just want fucking Jalen
0: regular off the team. Jalen regular. I'll say this, though. Wild Card Weekend was ugly. You know, there was, a was. Lot of, there was a lot to pick from Worst of the week, you know. As for my best, I'm proud of my Los Angeles Rams. Like, we handle business against to the to Cardinals. So, shout out to the boys. We play Tampa Bay next week. And basically all the moves that we made in preparation for this moment is going to decide whether or not basically hoarding up all of our draft picks for all these superstars was was, was worth it. No, because we hold up a lot of picks against Matthew Stafford. We hold up picks against Von Miller. Um, right. Odell basically came to us via free agency after he got waived by Cleveland. But um, we basically have a super team, you know. So we did beat Tampa Bay earlier this season, but that was before we had Von Miller and Odell. You know, so now both guys on the team, two former pro bowlers, who are basically now essentially key role players on the team right now which is crazy to say because that just goes to how loaded we are. You know, we just got Eric, Eric Weddle came out of a time, and he barely played last night. Um, but um, when I say last night, excuse me, because this episode being recorded Tuesday evening. It will be uploaded on Wednesday afternoon. So at the time this recorded was last night. You know, so we got Weddle. He came out of a time for a Super Bowl run. Um, we look good against Arizona, but to me it doesn't really prove anything because the Cardinals, they are a young, precocious team. DeAndre Hawkins was out, and the team kind of fell to Cliff as soon as he got injured. So um, we'll see how good we actually are when we play Tampa Bay next Sunday, you know. And we have our predictions for that game later on in our fourth quarter.
1: Despite, like, a lot of the teams, like, shitting the bed over the weekend, no team shit the bed more than the fucking Dallas
0: Cowboys. Oh, yeah, they definitely shit the bed. And I love to see it. I loved every minute of it. Because Cowboys fans are the most annoying fan base in the NFL. Oh, God. I mean, they, they beat us twice, so the Eagles don't have uh,
1: shit to talk about this season. But, yeah. um, shit, man. I, I, I feel I feel sorry for that, like, fan base. I
0: don't. I don't. <laughs> every year, are oh, we going to the Super Bowl? Bro. Hey,
1: but it's like...
0: Noah wasn't even born last time they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, they, they do this to themselves though. So
1: can't ha- really have that much sympathy for them. But yeah, I mean Josh I Josh Allen looks stellar out there. Matt Stafford was okay. Um Patrick Mahomes was feeling like himself. So it's it's looking shaping up to be a pretty good ride. Right.
0: So. Yeah, I must say I feel bad for Raiders fans, you know, even though it should not really have mattered because the referee had no business um, blowing the whistle, but rules are rules. And um seemed like there was me. a lot of a uh, few errors
1: going around this uh weekend. Yeah, know, uh, Dallas was upset. I mean, that was um that was Dak Prescott's fault. But um
0: yeah, exactly. But getting back to the Bengals or the Raiders game, like Raiders fans have a. The Rays have a history of being screwed <laughs> when it comes down to the playoffs. Like, the, the um, Tuck rule game back in 2001 against the Patriots. Now this, Even though it was a touchdown regardless, the whistle had never been blown, like I said, but rules is ruled the, pl- the play shouldn't have counted, you know. And it's funny because that official crew is banned from refereeing any games the rest of the playoffs. I'm saying. It. I it, was a lot, it was a lot of ugly football. It was a lot of ugly football. And I'm wondering if this whole expanded playoff format is actually a good thing because the seven seeds got obliterated. The Chiefs killed Pittsburgh like we all expected. And the Eagles got obliterated by Tampa Bay like we all expected. Yeah. No, so I guess I kind of stand it. Oh, like it makes like the last few weeks of the season matter. But at the end of the day, like these teams had no business. They look like they didn't belong in the playoffs, you know?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. I said we shouldn't have been there to begin with, so.
0: Yeah. But in regards to my best of the week, um, like I said, I love the Rams. Like, that's obviously one of my favorite teams, Rams, Ravens. Those are my two teams. But I don't want to be biased. I'm going to give it to the Cincinnati Bengals. First playoff win in nearly, what, 30 years, something like that. I'm 31 years old, so that's around the time that I was first conceded. So shout out to them. And they have a great test, come up get the Tennessee Titans. And I think that's a winnable game as well. So you never know, we could, end up see the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. So I'm giving mean, my best for the Bengals. I,
1: I, I was I was looking forward to um, the changing of the tide up there in the Northeast, um, the Patriots and the Bills. That that was a really good game. Um, and I think that's a minted uh, the Bills dominance. Um, the changing of the crown per se, and yeah. it's interesting to see where uh, Belichick goes from here.
0: I mean, he's not helping the narrative that he cannot win without Brady. Yeah, he's not helping yeah. that now. Like, cool stuff for getting that team to the playoffs, but they definitely need more to surround Mac Jones with more weapons. So. Their free agency priority should be the one signed JC Jackson because they traded Stefan Gilmore to make room in their, um under the to get room in the cap to resign him. So I'll definitely bring back JC Jackson because he's a pro Bowl caliber corner and also get some weapons for Mac Jones. Like they need receivers like Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers. John Lewis, Smith, Hunter Henry, like, that cannot be – those guys cannot be the focal point of your offense. Like, those are supporting players, so they need, like, a true number one receiver. And they had the opportunity. Like, they could get Allen Robinson. I believe Juju Smith-Schuster, if he did not sign – if I know he came back to Pittsburgh. I'm not sure if it, if it was on the franchise tag or he got a new deal. But Juju could be out there, potentially. Allen Robinson, like I said. Calvin, really, I'm hearing that the Falcons might be looking to move him. So there's the option. So yeah,
1: I heard rumors of um, him coming to Philly, but that was that was
0: really early
1: talk rumors.
0: Who Calvin really?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean him. Him and Devonte Smith. That'd be a nasty duo. That'd be pretty Definitely good. Look. You could ship yeah. uh, Jalen out of here. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. That's my best. In regards to like, my worst, I'll give it to Kyler Murray. He looked like a deer in headlights against the Rams. Like basically like. There's one point in th- in that game where Odell Beckham had more passing yards off of one pass than Kyler Murray had in that point of game. Odell threw a 40 yard pass to Tyler Higbee, and Kyler Murray only had 28 yards passing at that point in the game. So first playoff game, I understand like playoff jitters and all that, and he didn't he did not have DeAndre Hopkins, who's a big like I said, he's a big piece of the offense. But you gotta you gotta be better than where he was. During that game. So I'll say my worst of the week is Kyler Murray.
1: Pretty good one. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. There was just shit show up there.
0: Okay, now let me ask you this in regards to Jalen Hurts. He got you guys to the playoffs.
1: I I was answering this question last night with uh, in the group chat, but go ahead.
0: I know what it is. He got you guys to the playoffs. Basically, I thought you guys were going to win no more than four games. That's what I thought. You know? That's what everybody thought. We thought but it you was got, a rebuild season. But you guys exceeded expectations with the dude. But with that being said, do you think he's a franchise quarterback long term? Or do you think that the answer you – know, I'll say this. This is a weak QB draft. This is a weak quarterback draft. Like Matt Corral, who's basically towards AC on a bowl game, he's one of the top prospects. You got Kenny Pickett out there. You got um, I forgot the quarterback from from Liberty. I know his first name is Malik. Um, he's out there. I believe Sam Howell is coming out of the draft, but he didn't look too good at North Carolina this past season. Do you feel like Hurts is the quarterback of the future, or do you feel like you guys need to look? Elsewhere where what is a free agency or uh, in the drive for a replacement? I don't
1: know. Um I say within the next two seasons he will be traded, most likely. Um I don't know, it's unless he does something like spectacular within these next two seasons, he will be traded.
0: Okay, so you want to give him another year? Oh,
1: I I, I think so. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he deserves an, another year. I think he definitely does. But um, you said Hurst is your worst of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. So remind me again, who's your best? Best was uh Patrick Mahomes and uh Buffalo Bills. Okay, all right. That's was, well deserved. It was nice to see the villain finally uh taken down. That's well deserved. All right, but um, let me ask you this now. Wait, who? Wait, hold on. Who's the villains? Patriots. Everybody was
1: hating. Everybody hated them.
0: How could people hate the Patriots right now? Brady's gone. People just hate what their history and reputation stands for. Yeah, but they basically have shown that they cannot withstand that history and reputation without the goat. I I, I think people were just more excited to see that. The Patriots
1: lost, and this is probably the end of the dynasty. It was over the moment Brady won. Or, or the um, not the dynasty. The um, it was a dynasty. The the magnitude of what Belichick was, and how he had a firm grip on uh, that conference. So I think people are just like finally glad that's over.
0: Well, the grip is gone. I'll yeah. be the first to say that. Like, I think the Buffalo Bills, they have down a lot. Josh Allen is clearly the best quarterback within the division. You know, so um, I think as long as he stays healthy, they continue to keep weapons around him, that defense sharp. The Bills, they might start to remind people of the early, late age, early 90s Bills when they had um, yeah. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid. You know, so it's looking like – and Bruce Smith as the dominant pass rusher. So. They look like they're going back to those days. Certain. All right. So with that being said, let's move on to our second uh, main topic. Well, our second segment, I should say. The pick and roll. Now, for those of you who did not catch uh, uh episode of Out of Bounds two weeks ago, because we was off last week, you know, your boy had COVID. I'm still suffering from COVID by the way. So um I'm trying to push through this. You know, this is like my this is like my Michael Jordan flu game right here. <laughs> so um for those of you that are unaware in regards to like what pick and roll is basically we accept we ask questions in regards to like current storylines in the NBA and we basically got to decide whether we're gonna pick it or roll. If we pick it that basically means that we're gonna pick it apart like uh like I'm not with that. If we go roll with it, like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, I agree with that. we just keep it moving. All right? So, first question is this. Basically, the Memphis Grizzlies are looking real good right now. They was dominant last night on Martin Luther King Day against the Chicago Bulls. Donnie, do you feel like the Memphis Grizzlies are a legitimate NBA championship contender? And also, is John Morant deserving to be an MVP conversation?
1: I do think he deserves to be an MVP uh conversation. I'm gonna hold off on saying the Grizzlies are something to be looked at. Um because last time I checked, they tend to fold. They always
0: start off hot over the past uh two, three years. Mm, um, no, that's actually not true. I gotta I gotta stop you there, Chris Brassaw they actually yeah. typically get all to rough starts and they pick up towards the second half of the season. Right, right, right. And that's I'm how they say, always yeah. end up at a play tournament in the past couple of years. But they've been pretty solid out of the gate. Right. And, and that, like, brings me to my point. Like, I always
1: hear really good things of, oh, the Grizzlies might do something this year. And then it ultimately falls flat. they um, okay, number
0: three in the West.
1: Yeah. I was I was looking at it. Um, They won – they, I think they won seven of their last, I believe, seven of their last 10 games. So they're looking good, and they're winning by, like, a lot. Um, yeah.
0: Their yeah. low-scoring
1: points was the Mavericks' uh,
0: 85. But, uh, yeah, Yeah, my boys – we, we handled business during yeah, yeah. that game. Shout out to my guys, the Dallas Mavericks, you know what I'm saying? But um, second part of question, Ja, is he an MVP candidate, guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, He's sitting at number 14 in the league for uh, points per game.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Here you go again with the stats, bro. Like, stats do not tell the overall story. Look, man, I'm just reading, all right? I'm just reading it like you. I'm just kidding. into you talking about this dude's 4 team and points per game like none of that shit really matters. It's all about impact, you know? What's his impact yeah. on the game? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're talking about impact then yeah,
1: he deserves to be in that um that spot. Um as does the the direct uh the race looking right now is jo- The Joker, uh Antetokounmpo, Kevin Durant, Rudy Gobert and um You all and be as the top five as it looks right now. Um, this could change. I don't know. He's sitting at number 10. Is, I mean, is that a good spot for him to be? I mean, number um, 10, according to who? According to the stats. I mean, above him, above him is uh LeBron James, Stephen Curry, James Harden, Chris Paul. In
0: terms of what, the MVP race. Oh, so you look at aba.com shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's just a matter. That's just one person's opinion. You know, that's not like a guaranteed thing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mostly I look at like
0: basketball this. reference. Okay, that's so a good source. Bleacher Report, yeah. Bleacher Report, nah, no. no. Fuck Bleacher Report. <laughs> yeah, <fuck laughs> I, I, should... I
1: applied a couple of years ago, and they. Uh, they deny
0: me swiftly, so fucked up. Yeah, they, they can't recognize talent. That's why fucked them. Yeah, fuck yeah Donny one Donny's one of the best journalists out there. Like, don't sleep <laughs> on my guy. Don't sleep but, on my guy. But um, like I, I'm I'm
1: reading these names and I don't know. He, he has some tough competition because nobody has been playing better basketball than Joel Embiid since the Christmas break. I mean.
0: I mean, they got they got smacked against the Wizards. Oh see, yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
1: We we had a reality check.
0: We yeah. we
1: good. We we ain't that good.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about that, but B is definitely balling out. In regards to me, I'm a roll with it. I ain't gonna spend too much time on it. Yeah. Um. We got. Wait, hold on. Fuck that. Nope. Nope. I'm wrong. I'm roll with the fact that Ja is an MVP candidate. I'm not rolling with the fact that they are a title contender. Yeah. I think the West is gonna come down to two teams: Golden State or the Phoenix Suns. And right now, I was looking with Golden State with Draymond Green with his back issues, Clay Thompson. He trying to get he try to get back in the swing thing things. Steph Curry has been playing too well the past couple of weeks. Obviously, Draymond Green be out has something to do with that because now mm-hmm. Steph basically has to like create and look for his own opportunities. Even though he does that consistently, but sure, Draymond I was gonna say, easy. yeah, it, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard. Yeah, but Draymond makes the game easy for him. You know, because Draymond's mama, yeah. like, the facilitator of the offense, so stuff he has to handle that responsibility now. You know, so. Um, but I think it wasn't yeah. going to come down to Golden State and Memphis. I, excuse me. Sorry. Golden State and Phoenix. Yeah. Because Memphis, although like Desmond Bay, he's playing pretty good. Jaron Jackson is a great two-way player. You got Denon Brooks. But outside of Jada, who you can really count on to get a bucket? No, you know, Devin Booker, we already know he's a closer. Chris Paul's capable of closing. Steph Curry's a closer. Jordan Poole has set up big time this season. Klay Thompson, if he remains healthy the rest of the way and gets legs back underneath him, he's proved that he could be a clutch shooter. So I'm not sure if he has those, to save a death of weapons.
1: Yeah, we saw that last season in the playoffs. um, I mean, Jai can do it all by himself, but this is a team sport. And he needs better role players, better shooters. Like, he needs help. He needs help, plain and simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, one player cannot carry a team, especially in today's NBA. You know, so that's just how it goes. But next question. Kevin Durant suffered spray MCL slates him as four to six weeks. Is it time to panic? If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, because obviously Kyrie Irving basically came out and said he will not reconsider his vaccine stance due to the KD's injury. I'm hearing that James Harden is open to possibly relocating, and that's basically a cold word for being traded. He's open to a trade.
1: If if you want to come down to I-95, (laughs) and stop and get a cheese
0: steak. (laughs) We almost had
1: you last year.
0: Best cheese cheese steaks are in New York.
1: You, you a damn lie. You a damn <laughs> fucking lie. And you can't even sit up there and
0: say that shit. Come on. I just did it. Come on. Let's rewind it. Let's rewind it. Best cheesesteaks are in New York.
1: Come on. Come on. We, we cool and all, but I ain't going to let you say <laughs> that shit, bro. <laughs> what you going to do? Get out of here with
0: that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but uh, all right. Let's stick to this subject at hand. Kevin Durant, is it time to panic in your you're a Brooklyn Nets fan? him being out i wouldn't say it's time to panic
1: um but are you like nervously watching your team's transaction and shit like that then yeah um just keep an eye out it, it does seem like things are falling apart it seems like since that big three joined together in brooklyn it seems they like
0: they're on the court together right? yeah <laughs>
1: Like, it seems like there's one problem after the other, and it's just like, you probably wouldn't have this problem if he just went to New York Knicks, but...
0: Mm. Well, the way I've heard, he was going to go to New York, but Kyrie ever talked him out of it. Yeah, and now I, Kyrie Irving can't play... More than
1: half his game, so, no, so look where that's at. And now you got James Harden thinking about leaving, and there's a reason why he didn't sign that contract in the beginning of the year. And now it's looking like, yeah, he was right. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what's going on in uh, Brooklyn, but I, I wouldn't say it's time to panic now. I mean, they're number three in uh, the East. Although the East is a very tight, um tight race, it, right? It
0: now. is tight because you look at one through ten, ten because obviously the playing, only five and a half games separates the number one seed Chicago Bulls, who have right. lost four games in a row, to compare to the Boston Celtics, who are now at ten, at twenty-three and twenty-two, and they won two in a row. So the margin for error is very slim in the Eastern Conference. It's it's up for anybody. So, but I, I think that, I I,
1: just, I wouldn't say it's time to panic. But I but think the
0: Brooklyn at the Brooklyn, it, at the Brooklyn Nets because it looks like the Brooklyn Nets they're not gonna you know they only have game out from the number one seat,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's with KD out four to six weeks and Kyrie Irving basically playing part time, you know only mm-hmm. playing role games. You know, so I think that if anybody's healthy. By April, when it really counts, the Brooklyn Nets is easily the most talented team in the Eastern Conference. You no, know, so. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I say as long as they continue to hover around one and four, obviously, because right now, Milwaukee, they're in the fifth spot and they lost two in a row, but they're only two games back. You know, but I think if the playoffs ended today, I think Milwaukee beat Cleveland in the seven game series. If the playoffs start today, Brooklyn will play Philadelphia. And I, I honestly think that Philadelphia, they basically beat the Brooklyn Nets. I, I
1: think we'll scrape by here.
0: Yeah, and that's with the rosters as it is. But um, obviously we got the trade deadline that's going to be coming up soon, and it's unfortunate because it look like KD going to miss his second straight All Star game. So yeah. he, like he's not going to play back to back years. He might he's going to get selected as an All Star. He will not be suited up representing the Brooklyn Nets. So. That's crazy, but um, I don't think it's out of panic just yet yeah, because the East is wide open. I don't really see, like, a team that's yeah. separating themselves from the pack.
1: I mean, according to the stats, Cleveland has a 70, 78.5% chance to make the divisional round and a 15.9% chance to win the finals. So.
0: Sem- semi-finals, bro, not divisional Sem- round. Semif- <laughs> we're, we're past best of worst in the NFL, man. We're on basketball <laughs> now. Come on, bro. I just said you want the best jerseys out there. You can keep, and you fucking well, up on the terminology. I, man. I told
1: you before we started recording that I'm I'm a little tired. <laughs> Almost so asleep. <laughs> up writing and doing a whole bunch of shit, B. I'm working. I'm working like Steven yeah. and I
0: got, got shit, B. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's, you're definitely one of the hardest workers I know, man. So um, I can vouch for that for certain. But um, let's move to the last question i this just yeah. for pick and roll because I, I ain't tired. Well, I'm kind of tired, but your boy still got COVID and shit like that. But I still got to make moves and shit. But um, Frank Vogel, head coach of the LA Lakers, has come out that basically he's on the hot seat. He's basically being evaluated by on a game by game basis. That yeah, that, right? Lakers. Yeah, now after the Lakers got blown out Sunday against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which was a terrible performance by them, LeBron basically sent out tweets apologizing to the Lakers nation about their effort and performance. And last night, they played a close game against the Utah Jazz. Russell Westbrook yamped it on Rudy Gobert, basically proved that he did not lose a step when it comes down to athleticism. It's just that I guess the Lakers they're not utilizing the right way because Russell's an up and down player. Like, he's not used to playing in a half court. You know, haven't. Like LeBron James, one of the most dominant players in there is who constantly handles the ball most of the time. He's never right. played with somebody like that. You know, even when James Harden was in OKC, Harden was a sixth man, you know. So, but Russ always, he used to have the ball. So it was like, this is new for him. But, um, get back to Frank Vogel news. Like, I feel like it's kind of unfortunate because this seems to be a thing what comes down to LeBron James. Now, his first senior in Cleveland, basically, they kept Mike Brown throughout, you know, his time there. Obviously, when they was playoff contenders. Now, Mike Brown was not their coach initially when LeBron first got to Cleveland. That was Paul Silas during LeBron's rookie year. But, over the course of course, the time it morphed is Mike Brown. So, all right, so all good there. Then he goes to Miami. Spokescript is basically still around. You know, Spokescred has been the head coach in Miami since, what, 2008? 2009 yeah. something like that. All right, he goes back to Cleveland. Um, the dude, I forgot, I forgot the um Turkish motherfucking name. Shout out to the people in Turkey. Um, but um, he was head coach. They basically removed him and they brought in Tyloo. LeBron James goes to LA, Luke Walton's the head coach, stays in not work out with Luke Walton and Sir Frank Vogel. Things is kind of looking rough. They won a championship in the bubble. Comes back around, they're losing the first round last year after being a playing tournament. This year, the playoffs started today. they would be what the seventh seed right now, and they'll be the playing again. Yeah, they 22 it looks, and 22. Damn, right. And look like he's on the hot seat. Do you think it's fair? I say all this to say this basically, let's because I name all these coaches. It seemed like wherever LeBron James, he's supposed to be considered to be one of the best leaders and this guy that makes everybody make his teammates better how come is he like his coaches are always on the hot seat like is it really a culture issue or is it just lebron james like the lebron james system this is, does not work for too long
1: I, I don't think we can
0: blame lebron james in this uh this season okay hold that thought so you saying that so are you picking a role in the fact that frank vogel deserves to be on the hot seat
1: no, no, I, I do think he deserves to be on the hot seat. Um,
0: I disagree about getting set after the year.
1: I mean, you, you have three of the, what, top 25 players in the NBA? right I mean, LeBron James, Anthony Davis.
0: I mean, I agree with those. Those guys are clearly top 10, especially when healthy. But Russell Westbrook at this point, in time, is he still a top 25 player?
1: I mean he's averaging 18 points a game, uh 8 rebounds and 7.9 assists through 44 games. Um he is shooting a 27% uh usage from uh his lowest since uh 2010. All right, well, so yeah. Let, all right, let's be clear for audience, say. Let,
0: let's be clear for the audience. You can you say he's shooting a usage usage percentage basically consists of like how often you have control of the basketball.
1: Right, so, so, that's,
0: so that's clear for the audience.
1: I I do think he's still like he he's still that Mr. Triple Double. He can still average a triple double. Um, but eighteen points per game—that's something that you expect. Like as
0: a, a third option, that's not bad because that's yeah. before he's the third option on the team. Right. I mean, even though even though AD even though with AD, with AD being out those numbers needs to go. Like, even last night, you know, he, he yammed it, or I'm saying say yamming for those of you that's not, you know, culturally aware. that like, he dunked it on Rudy Gobert. Like, he basically had did, like, a poster dunk on him. Yeah,
1: but, but I his, don't his, even think Lakers
0: fans give a shit about that. They like, don't. Because, especially because of the fact that yesterday, like, his numbers were not really good. Like, they were not your typical classic Russell Westbrook numbers of 20-plus, 10-plus rebounds, 10-plus assists. He basically had fifteen points, eight rebounds, three assists, shoot shooting field one for four on the three point line, but he was four for four for the free throw line, so cool something there. But um, he's not looking like Russell Westbrook. Is. Like he looks like think, him in spurts, but it's not consistent. I don't think nobody knows who the hell the leader is
1: there. Um, with Anthony, it's supposed Davis. to be LeBron. Allegedly, it's, supp- it's supposed to be um Anthony Davis. Like he no, was supposed to no, be taking no, no, the no. he was supposed to be taking the reins over. AD supposed to be the best after player. That, uh, that,
0: See, that's the thing. No, he, he's supposed to be the leader. No, 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 no. no. LeBron being the elder statements by default is the leader. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But I, I think he was grooming
1: Anthony Davis to take over.
0: He is grooming him to be the focal point of the offense, but leadership—you have to grow into a leadership role.
1: Yeah, and you I know, think that's what like, he was doing. But, because
0: um, LeBron James, oh, what do we hear about LeBron James? All the time? he makes his teammates better. Everywhere he goes, he wins, which he does. He's won championship every team that every place he's went. So LeBron James, he has more player experience. He basically nobody, no players has played more NBA Finals games than LeBron James. Yeah, at least in the modern yeah. era, you know. So, like. But, no, I I totally get that. Like
1: LeBron James is the leader of that team, but he was he was looking to take a more backseat role. I mean, LeBron yeah. James is getting up there in age, so he hasn't shown it. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't shown it. Shown but, it. That's what, that's where Anthony Davis is supposed to come in. He's supposed to be like the new young blood, after, fresh off of winning the ring, like seeing that I can take this franchise to the next level, bring in the next era. And it's not looking like that.
0: Well, first of all, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, he can't stay healthy. So basically, like it, I don't want to like say that all I do is made out of glass, because that's what a lot of people say. But um, you have to take account like this man basically grew like around senior high school. He basically grew like what eight inches. This is a dude that had point guard skills. Like, he's still getting, I guess, getting used to like his new size. His it, length, it, it you know? shows that he's scared of the uh the big man position. Yeah, he he was all right record say that he does he didn't want to play center, he wants to be a power forward, but it naturally like this is a guy with guard like skills. He's not a dude that wants to bang down low. That's not him. You know? but With that height,
1: you're going to have to get used to it. And look at it, be
0: Yeah, but think thing is with Embiid, it's just a matter of t- I hate to say knock on wood because I don't want to see the brother get hurt or anything like that, but we all know Embiid, he's not a dude that's going to play 82 games. He's just not. Yeah. And yeah. Why not? He's basically right. carrying the team right now, so. We'll see um, how that looks in, uh, in April. Yeah, we'll see. we'll definitely see, but um, I'll say this though: with Philadelphia, like they're proving that, although I'm not sure like things they, they the record might be a little bit better. They have Ben Simmons, but they are at least still a top four, top five C in the Eastern Conference. we as we both predicted before the season started. Like yeah. we both had them around the range of where they're at.
1: Like I said, as as long as Embiid is on that team. They are a top five team, regardless of oh, yeah, who, for sure. who their point guard is. Like that man is just far too dominant by himself. Oh, to, yeah, like, for the team to slip. But um a- as for Frank Vogel, um yeah. It it's it sucks. I, I-, I just feel for the Laker Nation. Like
0: I don't. The fuck, like, <laughs> Lakers Nation is almost as annoying as Cowboys fans. As the Cowboys, <laughs> they almost as annoying. I say almost because Cowboys fans, I think, are delusional. Lakers fans already—they're like just because, like, bro, like y'all won a championship two years ago, even though yeah. it was a bu- it happened in the bubble, you know. But y'all still like Lebron J doesn't do anything else. He brought y'all a championship. Because things were looking rough, <laughs> you know, as a whole, you know, with Kobe, you know, even with Kobe, like, God bless the dead, even towards his latter years, the Lakers were a pitiful team. They were laughing stock. They were laughing stock themselves. Losing 50 plus games a year. Like, they were that bad, you know, so we cannot discredit the fact that, okay, like, LeBron, he did bring up a championship. That's why I say, like, regardless of what LeBron James, after that, no matter. We want to play Ashley because of the bubble championship and all that.
1: I mean, look, he solidified also
0: as a top as a top three player of all
1: time in my book. He he changed the culture now. for three te- uh for three cities,
0: Miami, uh Cleveland,
1: yeah. and uh
0: LA. So first day in Cleveland didn't work out, he redeemed himself after his time in Miami. Maybe he there four years there, kind of like you know, that was his college experience. If you look back at it, it literally was like a college experience. that like he did the whole um the decision, you know, the controversial decision segment they did on ESPN when he announced that he signed to Miami. he took his time to South Beach. That's a boss move. <laughs> brought them two championships in four years. That was like his college experience. Went back home to Cleveland, brought them a chip, goes to LA. First year, didn't make the playoffs. He got hurt with the groin injury. Come back with AD. They want to the chip. Second year, AD gets hurt. LeBron James was hurt for most of the season. Lakers was actually a top two team in the West at the time really of LeBron's dropped. injury. Then they dropped. Basically won a play in. Played Phoenix Suns in the first round. AD gets hurt. They actually think that AD was healthy for that series. I still think to this day they would have beat Phoenix. I still think to this day. But fast forward this year. The roster changed. This is why I really cannot put it on Frank Vogel. Like, it's more so Rob Polinga to me, the GM. Yeah, because basically, you had these role players. You had Cantavius Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma. The mantra as hell thing didn't really work out. That's before it didn't work out. You had, um, Dwight Howard, you know, even though know, wait, did they have Dwight Howard? No, Dwight yeah. Howard's in Philly. Dwight Howard, no, he, he, like he was it. in, Philly. Uh... But he was on the championship team though. He's on the championship team. Yeah, Rondo. You know, yeah, all these great fits. Taylor Horrid Zucker, who's still there. But, you know, yeah, all these great fits. You know, Wesley Matthews, you got all these dudes. What did they do? They gut the roster. They bring in Russell West, but did they need Russ? No, they didn't. I I think they I think the Lakers were looking at that big three
1: to propel them to the postseason. And LeBron James and the veteran experience, playoff experience around them, would carry them to a ring. I think that's what they thought.
0: But the Milwaukee Bucks basically debunked that last year. Yeah. Like, are the Bucks a super team? No. no. Were the Phoenix Suns a super team? No. Yeah. Two well balanced rosters played for the NBA championship and had a great series. That's how. But I most that. people
1: look at that uh, that playoff as a fluke. So maybe that's what uh, the Lakers discredit that, and they still stuck with this original game plan of getting veteran playoff experience around LeBron. Okay, game. okay,
0: right. but even but even the year before that, Lakers team wasn't a super team in mm-hmm. my eyes. Yeah, they had LeBron and AD, but they had scrappy role players. Yeah, in they Miami did. The Heat, team, the Heat team that went to the final—that's not a super team. Nobody thought that Jimmy Butler was a top ten player in the league until that until that playoff run. You know Bam Adebayo, he's an all star, but he's not one of the, the top. Definitely 10, players not a in the guy league. I would start my franchise with. Exactly, you know. So even the previous year finals, like wasn't no super team. The, the Toronto Raptors team that won championship the year before that, all they did was replace DeMar DeRosa with, with Kawhi Leonard.
1: Yeah, I, a player. I,
0: mean, I, I but... don't think
1: any of us know what the front office of the Lakers were thinking. Um
0: I just say that this roster is just not well constructed because Russ can't shoot. Yeah, LeBron, they didn't shoot a lot of. A lot LeBron, of LeBron has gotten better at a shooter, but he's not a true, like, consistent lockdown shooter. You know what I mean? AD is brittle. You brought back Dwight Howard. Okay, he's aging. Carmelo Anthony, solid piece, but. He's not yeah. a defensive stopper or anything like that, yeah. and he's yeah. not really a consistent shooter. So basically, all they all they need to do is get more three D players, guys that can shoot the three and play perimeter defense. That's what they should have did, but no, they didn't do that. They tried to build basically the two thousand three, two thousand four Lakers all over again, and it's backfiring on them. I
1: mean, so, so, I I really so,
0: I, so I really can't. So I really yeah, exactly. So I really cannot put that on Frank Vogel. I think it's more so on the GM because I think that if this roster was better constructed, then this Lakers team would at least be – they would not be in a, in a playing situation right now. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, so I think it's really on the GM. But also, you fire him, who are you going to replace him with? Lionel Hollis is not on the coach of staff no more. David Fisdale, is he really a quality NBA head coach? This so time with the next crew that he wasn't. Pick up the and, ball board or something. And when, he was, and when he was running things the Vogel was out with COVID, the Lakers weren't all that much better with all that much better, you know? Like, their record with him at Vogel was kind of, like, similar. You know, right. so I already – well, I'm not quite sure, so let me not say that. All I know is he did not basically prove that all right. Like, if you let go of Vogel, put him at the rings. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they might as too. well rock with Vogel and just see this through and then – yeah, so I'll stick with them at least at the end of the year. Yeah, I said at least at the end of the year. But um, that basically concludes our pick and roll segment. Let's move on to the fourth quarter, where we're basically gonna give you our predictions for the divisional round of the playoffs. We have four matchups to discuss. Hopefully, this week's games is better than Wild Card Weekend because what the fuck was that? So um, for Saturday, on January twenty second, four thirty p.m. on CBS and Paramount Plus. We got the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans. Who do you think wins that game?
1: Wait, they they showing games on Paramount Plus now? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Okay. All right. What was the teams again? Nah, okay. We got this.
0: We got the Cincinnati Bengals, ASC North Champion, versus the Tennessee Titans. Titans are at home. They are the.
1: Uh,
0: Derrick Henry is playing. I assume. I mean he's off IR. I think they saved him for the playoffs, so I think he will be playing. Um hmm. well I don't know that for certain. Before the season, I would have if
1: you gave me this matchup, I would have said obviously the Titans. They're hurt. Looking at but looking at Joe Burrow and his wide receiver record, I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna go with uh the Bengals. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. They really not, came into their own uh, towards the end of the season.
0: I'm going to go Bengals as well. I think that this is their time. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. But I think that they're going to make it at least to the AFC Championship game. I
1: mean, I'm rooting for them.
0: So I'm going to go Bengals as well. All right, the nightcap on Fox, we got the San Francisco 49ers who pulled out the upset against the Cowboys against the MVP front runner Aaron Rodgers. Who was that?
1: I think you can never count out Aaron Rodgers uh, and the Packers, so I'm definitely going to go with Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. The 49ers, basically, like, they they literally almost gave that game away against Dallas. Scrum first half, ugly second half. I don't think that they could be able to afford yeah. to, like, you know. Yeah,
1: sputter. that was a game where like
0: whoever had the ball last. Won the exactly. Game, so. exactly. I don't think that they could afford to sputter against this Green Bay Packers team, so I'm going to go with the Packers. All right, so Sunday we got my LA Rams playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending reigning the reigning defending Super Bowl champions on NBC and Peacock Sunday at three PM. Who you got? I mean,
1: do we even have to ask the Bucks? You don't bet against Tom Brady, you don't bet against Rogers.
0: I'm banning I'm banning against them. I'm I'm going with my with my Rams. And and you damn right I'm biased. Um we basically we beat them earlier in the season, but we're a better team right now with Von Miller and helping us out with our pass rush. And we got Odell who's been balling. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think we pull this out. Okay. All right. And our night we got the Buffalo Bills. The rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. We got the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. This Sunday on 6 30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS at Paramount Plus. Who we got?
1: I'm going with the Bills. I like the way they dominated whoa, whoa, that game whoa. last week. Um, I think they can do it again. I think, but it's going to be really hard to.
0: Really I mean, hard to. I mean, it's tough to win an Arrowhead, man. So I'm, I'm yeah. going to go with Kansas City. I'm going to go with Kansas City. So um, my prediction for the AFC Championship game would be the Cincinnati Bengals, the young up and coming Bengals. Against the uh, potent and dominant Kansas City Chiefs. As for my NFC Championship game predictions, I'm going with my L.A. Rams. against guess uh, the guy that I think is going to win back-to-back league MVPs, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I I'll
1: second that. I don't second that. I like the uh, matchup between those.
0: How you second that But you said the Buccaneers going to beat the Rams, bro? Make up your mind. I mean, like I
1: said, in the back of my mind, you don't bet against those two. Come on, you you really think the Rams are going to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks?
0: Any I mean, I know Sunday. they're going
1: through a, a PR crisis right now, but um,
0: any given Sunday, wait, who's going to do a PR, pr- crisis? The Bucks. Oh, it's all the Antonio Brown shit.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently there was a video circulating just now um, of uh, Bruce Aarons hitting a uh, hitting
0: a player. Oh, I saw that man. Coaches do that shit. Let's, let's not get solved. That happens.
1: It's Not the time to be hitting your players right now. I know that for a fact. Now, what I mean, really is breathing down your neck.
0: I mean, like, these ain't college kids. These are grown-ass men. And the player that was involved, honestly, that he had too much of an issue with it. So let's not get carried away like, oh, like, players cannot. Even though I don't condone violence or anything like that, but I'm just saying that's culture. That's that's culture in sports. Like, sometimes coaches could get very animated and aggressive, so. That's just Mm -hmm. how it goes. All right. So, um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. Unfortunately, like I said, we weren't at we had the victory in full effect, but you know, we had to come back, come back with for you guys. We couldn't miss two episodes in a row. But um, before we head on out of here, bro, let's plug ourselves on the way out. Let anybody know what you got going on. As much info as you can, said you cannot give it all away. But you got some sauce to drop on the people. Let's give it to
1: them. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm moving more into broadcast media um, with a radio show. And also looking to secure a couple of other podcasts that has to do with politics and stuff like that. So there's a lot of things, a lot of things. Making my Stephen A. Smith moves over here. Yes, (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> I like that. See what they You know, although the young blood in here, we always, we got a shout out a guy, no Austin. You know, he's yeah. cold with the photography, you know, he has a lot of great ideas in regards to content, so look out for that. And also follow him on IG for more details. As for me, you can find me on IG at Lideldi Fashionisto as well. I'm the moderator and the true overcoach IG page, So if you wanna, you know, connect, talk about any type of collaborations or partnerships, sponsorships, opportunities, interviews, stuff like that, I'm the guy to reach out to. Just hit me up in the DMs and I'll get back to you. But um, that basically concludes this week's edition of Out of Bounds. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Also, please hit that like button because likes on YouTube is like food and water. So we need yeah. that. You know, we got to like, get the word out. share. Likes, share, subscribe, all that. Join the Tuck family. You know, we have a lot of dope content on the way for you guys this year. Um, I'm excited about what's to come. I'm like you and says Donnie, I cannot give it all away. But yeah. um just know that we we got some things cooking up, you know. So what you see here, if you if you've enjoyed what you've seen so far with us, just know that the best is yet to come, you know, and I'm right. I'm confident in saying that. But um, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the games. Also, let us know your player predictions, you know. Also, you got to pick roll. Let us know. Should Frank Vogel be fired? Are the Grizzlies a legit contender? What do you think about Kevin Durant the Brooklyn Nets? You know, is it time to panic? You know, should Kyrie, should Kyrie basically at this point take the vaccine? You know, I know he said he's not no, going to budge on that. Taking that shit. I know. Either I know. I don't. I'm the type of person, like, I feel like everybody should make their own decision when it comes Better to question that. should he just retire? No. Duke is still ball. Why would he do yeah, that? Yeah,
1: go do a uh, – be a um uh, humanitarian. Like, just go live your life, my guy. I mean, I
0: mean that, that seems like we're as hard as that. But uh, I bet you he's with the Philadelphia 76 you wouldn't be saying that shit. No, I wouldn't. Exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys enjoyed this week's edition of Out of Bounds. Stay tuned for more content with the Tuck family. Subscribe to the Tuck Podcast Network. Also, check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, anywhere that's podcasts available except for um, Apple because they be fu- they be fucking with us. But uh, it's all good, though. But um, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your week. And remember, hell hydra.